Jake Velasquez, what's up, buddy? How to be honest, man, you're a, you're a nice, uh, happy-go-lucky guy, bro. Every time I see you, uh, you got a smile on your face, which is nice, bro. <laughs> I try to be, but there's definitely moments where I'm sitting home alone, stewing in self-hatred. Well, but that's okay. You yeah. keep it to yourself. Right. You know what I mean? No, yeah, I, I bottle it. <laughs> I don't want to forgive other people it. Slightly hungover today, you said? Yes. How many drinks did you have last night where you're super hungover, though? Not that many, but I'm, I'm getting old. And I get really bad hangovers. Yeah, I, I think you and I are around the same age. Like, bro, if I have two drinks now, like, I'll get hungover. It's wild. So, yeah, I had five last night. Ooh, so it was enough to get ooh, hangover. Definitely. And I was real drunk. And a part of me was like, because I had my car in Williamsburg, I'm like, I'll drive. And then I saw the spot. I was like, oh, I'm good. I don't have to move it. But, like, I was p- fully prepared. I had that drunk confidence where you're like, I'm not drunk. I'm not even buzzed. And then I woke <laughs> up this morning throwing up. I'm like, I was hammered. Where'd you grow up again? I grew up in Riverdale. I feel like... Growing up in the NYC realm, there really doesn't seem to be much drunk driving. Or, like, people don't really get arrested for drunk driving growing up in NYC. You know what I mean? Well, one of my friends has made this point. Uh, shout out Mike Bramante. Mike Bramante. Uh, oh, he's he, a comic, he, right? Yeah, he's a comic. He was saying that, uh, like, it's hard to just tell in New York. Because everyone, the way everyone's driving is, like, so aggressive, swerving in and out. So, yeah. like, how would you know? Unless someone was so drunk that they, like, right. hit something. Also, because the speed limit is, like, 25. Yeah. I mean... I mean, people are breaking it left right, and right. right. But, True. Yeah, yeah. but if you're going 30 or 35, cops aren't really looking for that. You know what I mean? Is this good That's, to drink? Yeah, imagine. Okay. I just gave you some vodka. I was like, oh, we're getting the party started. Or keeping the party started. Keep, keeping the party going from last night. Yeah, but, dude, good decision. Good for you, man. Yeah. You're alive today because of the decisions you made last night. Yes. Potentially. Good point. Yeah, yeah, man. I didn't think about it that way. I'm very responsible. Yeah, dude. Getting really drunk on yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, but you yeah. know what I mean? And that's the beauty of NYC, man. Like, you're, you really, you really are, don't have so much pressure to drunk drive. I don't know. How was your upbringing in drunk driving and stuff? Were kids going to parties and, like, going around? Because Riverdale, for the most part, is a suburb, right? It's So it's, like, technically part of the Bronx. But right. Definitely got a suburban feel. But I would say there was little to no drunk driving because my friends, we would, we're close. You're, you're still very close to the city, so it's a cab situation. You could easily do four or five in a cab. And it's like, and what we would do is we would just run the cab. So it'd be. What for, do you mean? Oh my God, you do dine and dash so, cab stop? Yeah, yeah, so we would do <laughs> cab to the city. You got to pay for that one because you can't yeah. really run a cab in the city. Sure. But Riverdale, it's like, we know the. Where to the go? Back roads. Yeah, we know the back roads. You'd be so shit. So we would go to like this one little alleyway where like cars can't drive, but you could like it's like a walking path, and we would just get dropped off there and just all. How many times things. did you do that? I probably did it. Man, this is I am ashamed to admit to all of this, but probably like a dozen times. No, yeah, yeah. shit, bro. The one it was ex- time- it got to a point where it was yeah. like we enjoyed. The act. I, all four <laughs> of you guys too. There was like times it was five people. It was crazy. Oh, damn. Well, how much was the cab that you guys were jumping out of? For five people, not a lot, but we were young. No, I know, but how much was the meter? Like 20, 25? No, probably like particular time? 30 to 40. Woo! Yeah, yeah. So I still wanted to Damn. Avoid. But you could think, like, maybe that cab driver deserved it. Maybe there was some karma lurking for him, bro. I'm sure you probably made up for that in your life by now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I, I mean? I think so. <laughs> I've done some good deeds elsewhere. Yeah, that's to good. Make up so you're that. even. The one time I... I'm pretty sure I did that. It was when I was like 16 or 17 years old and it was the drunkest I've ever been. I took a cab home from this club okay. in the meatpacking to Gramercy. And I was sitting in the backseat, dude. I was so drunk. I threw up on myself. I started swiping the credit card. The guy was like, it's not working, not yeah, working. Yeah. Comes around the car, like tries to help me out. Yeah. And bro, I don't know if it swiped. I'm pretty sure it didn't. But I just started booking it down the street, like to my, towards my apartment, okay. my family apartment. I, my right foot kicks my left foot ah. back. And I just do a full face plant. I wake up the next morning covered in like throw up blood. Pretty sure in your room, I though? shit a little bit. Yeah, dude, it was nice. insane. It was naughty. That yeah, sucks. dude, all the fluids. It was crazy. Yeah, that's but brutal. that was like my one time. I'm pretty sure, like I paid for it right yeah. then because I couldn't move for like three days. I was so sore. Yeah, that's <laughs> just bit. from the fall. And I protected my face too because I went. Oh yeah, that sucks. Man. It was gnarly, man. That's brutal. But people should not be doing that, bro. No, you I know don't what I mean like it. the dine and dash and well, all that. I shit. I don't think you can now because it's all Uber. Right. Uh, and I mean, the yellow cabs were always tougher. I, what we would do is more the car service cabs, but like before Uber. Six, six, six. You know, they had like six, the mercenaries. Six, six, six. Yeah, like you, because you have. Six, six. What, what was yours? That was it? I was taking a lot of yellow cabs at night oh, when sure, I needed sure, to sure. travel from like. 
the warehouse parties in Queens yeah, back home. Right. Like we do like four of us. Yeah, but dude, it, it was definitely a weird situation because you needed to have cash. You need to have, need cash, have cash like when we were cash. growing up. Well, I remember one. This is the funniest cab run was me and my one friend. It's just two of us. We're going back to Riverdale, and the guy's like, "Do you have? We're passing a toll." He's like, "Can you guys give me money for the toll?" And we just oh start laughing. God, we're yeah. like, "We don't even have cash. We're never, <laughs> we were never going to pay for this." So then the guy knew we were going to run the cab at the toll. Did he like so, kick you out there? No, I mean, you, it's like the side of the highway. Yeah, and then I think yeah. we that time I, I feel like we might have actually like went to an ATM and paid. Yeah, but it was just like in the moment we were like, "Yeah, we fully intended to just not pay this cab." Sometimes I don't really take cabs that often, but sometimes uh, my phone doesn't work with the, the swiping machine. Like the other night, mm, it didn't work. So I got I got home. Yeah, the tap. I got home. And I was like, dude, I need to run upstairs, get my credit card. Because I never carry around my credit cards now. It's yeah. just my phone. And I, w- I was like, you want to hold my phone? He was like, no, I trust you. No worries. Oh, I, that's nice. So, yeah, it was nice that he trusted me. It came back down. Well, we had a nice little rapport beforehand. And he also made a wrong left. Oh, okay. So, like, maybe he felt like he owed me a little bit. All right, that's good. You know what he I mean? Built, yeah, he built some trust. Yeah, built some trust. But uh, nice. I think uh, just growing up in the city, man, a lot of mischief. Right. Like, I don't know how many of your friends went to rehab or like were sober by the age of 21, but I saw a lot of that. Probably. I, I, I had a lot of friends in Manhattan as well. And I feel like there's a little more of that in Manhattan, probably. But I mean, Riverdale had the fair share of that, but it got to a place where it's like we kind of like split. Um, and I feel like most of my friends are relatively responsible. They're all big drinkers, like huge drinkers, but they're not like I had one friend OD. I had a few friends that like. No rehab. And died? So, yeah, Odin and died. Damn. And then a few rehab. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if anyone went to rehab, but all of us had our, like, pill phase, you know, in college. How old was this time for him? When he passed college, was yeah. probably, like, six years ago. So it was after college. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And he was just drinking a ton in high school and then just switched to the pills. He was always kind of a drug guy, like, even in high school. Even, like, middle school. Was like, he was, like, one of the first people I smoked weed with, like, in seventh grade. And, uh, luckily, you know, I only was a, we- I had like a pill phase, but it's very short lived, but his was uh, a little too long. It's fucked up. Cause people will say that weed is the gateway drug. And for everybody who ODs and dies, they usually, <laughs> the first drug that they tried was weed. So right. yes, it, theoretically it is a gateway drug, but I don't know, man. I couldn't I don't think see myself a- doing anything really more than weed even now. dude. I don't think it's a gateway drug at all. I think it's, uh, I think it's. All those people would have done drugs anyways. So, like, weed is, like, the light. It's, like, your first step. So, but it's not a... But if you were, like, 30 mm-hmm. and you've never smoked weed, you're not going to smoke weed and all of a sudden be doing ecstasy. Yeah. I wonder what that is. Is our brain more mature? Well, I think it's just that when you're young, you're too early to know. Like, it's, like, you smoke weed early and then you, smoke, and then you do drugs, but you would have always done drugs... You know what I mean? But when yeah. you're 30, you're not a drug guy. So it's not like weed's just going to suddenly make you a drug head. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's also interesting, though. Growing up in the city, there's so much to do, theoretically. It's not like we were sitting in the suburbs being like, 6 p.m. on a Friday night, what the shit are we going to do? We're going to drink in our friend's basement, we're going to go to the movies, or we're going to shoot up some heroin. <laughs> right. Something like that. Well, actually, I think there's a lot of like New York City potheads that are very productive, and I think it's because of... Your boy, bro. Same. Your boy right here. And I think it's because of... Uh, that because there's so much to do that like when we have to do some bullshit we're like what am I just gonna do this like, I gotta be high <laughs> I gotta be high to clean because everything else is so exciting that this is boring as hell did you take Adderall as a kid uh, in college and then I and oh. like during my party phase I took it sometimes to like stay up but it was never like a daytime thing I took it from the age of like 8 to 15 dude so oh, by the time I was like prescribed, yes. By the time I was like 14, 15 years old, I was like, I cannot take this anymore. I was like, I was a zombie. It turned yeah, me yeah. off. It just switched me to anything that was boring in school that they needed me to focus on. I could focus on and get a C plus. Right. You know, right. It was crazy. And now I find that weed kind of does the same thing in terms of uh, locks me in on something like focusing, but it's more of what I want to focus on. And I feel much better and I don't feel like I have no personality when I'm high, but yeah. The Adderall, dude, like you just be a chatterbox, chatterbox, yeah. then you just shut up for two hours, and then like there's a, a huge come down. I actually have taken a handful of Adderalls that I've like, you know, like maybe I was saving it for a night out, but I'll uh-huh. have like just a lot of like cleaning to do, and I'll do like an Adderall <laughs> clean. Oh, okay. which is actually, yeah, that's an Adderall one. clean. That's like the secret. 
Yeah. You don't need a, like a maid or <laughs> no, cleaning. No, don't. You like, just need Adderall. You just need Adderall. Yeah, instead of yeah. paying the maid $50, you just take 50? Adderall. Dude, it's like yeah. hundreds of dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's true. To get your apartment cleaned. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. So you spend $10. Have you had a maid service at your apartment ever? I've had a clean, someone come clean like in my lifetime, probably like eight times. Where'd you find her? Or him? Always. Oh, that was second. I used to work in real estate, so I would just ask people. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that, yeah, bro. So we talked know? about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who do you know? Well, you probably got the most expensive people, though. No, I had I had one lady that someone. Like cleaning the high-end apartments. Well, because, no, but there's some of these, like, real like New York City realtors that are, like, yeah. native New Yorkers grew up, and they you know, like, the, the ins and outs. Sure. I got this one lady that was, like, legitimately the most thorough clean, and it wasn't that bad. It was like pretty cheap. I love a thorough clean. Dude, bro. she had the windows off the window. She was scrubbing the window, hand scrubbing the window. She had that shit off and then put it back. It was crazy. That's insane. It was wild. That's wild. She she like binder clipped all my yeah. joint papers. <laughs> it was insane. It was so cool. You love to see, man, when somebody goes above and, ab- and above and beyond in their job. That's when you can tell somebody has a good attitude, I think. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? When you're doing something that seems like tedious, but you, you do it anyway. Well, then also took out a little Tupperware and put all the change that she found in that. And I was like, she's honest. Eh, yeah. She, I mean, I don't know if she wants that change. Well, also, you don't but, know how much yeah. change you had. That's but true. Yes, but, but it was a nice was gesture. Honest. It was a nice gesture. Yeah. Where'd you go to college? I went to U Maryland, but I dropped out. Okay. Yeah. What, was the, what was the situation there? Uh, it was fun. It was like a state school, party yeah. school, uh, which is part of the reason I wanted to go. But then I, it's like all I did. So then I was like, this is kind of pointless. And you came back and became a broker for a moment? Yeah. Who did you, did you work under? Anyone who's like uh, doing super well? Orion Searhan. This guy's trying to sell a $250 million apartment. I don't know if you saw that in Central Park. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Insane. Uh, no one that would be like a celebrity. Right. But like I've, not on that Bravo show. Yeah, but I've worked with listing. some like really big brokers um, on certain deals I worked you know and I worked at for a good company so there's like a lot of uh, a lot of big big dogs always around but I don't know if I like ever like was reporting directly to there's this one guy that helped me a lot he, like he took me under his wing in the early days and he sold the most expensive apartment in New York which has since been eclipsed yeah I'm sure how much but was it was it like 180 million Whoa! yeah Something like that. Yeah. And he didn't get 3%, I imagine. Because they do like I don't know. Deals on but he owns an apartment. Bro? He owns an apartment in the building that he sold. So I think he does have a lot of money. Like he, he owns like a probably $20 million apartment. Oh, what is this? Ted Jones. No, his name's uh, Ted Jones. Oh, I think I've seen that guy's I name. I almost don't even want to throw the name. Yeah, you want me to believe I'm it? Scared. I'm scared. All right, I'll believe it. <laughs> I'll believe it. Uh, well, you guys don't even know who the fuck <laughs> it is no anyway. Will know Whatever. Who he yeah, is. I'll bleep him. He's not like uh, a celebrity. But well, but I'm scared kind of is if you're on Street Easy and shit. Yeah, if you're a real real estate. Also, agent, but I'll know. bleep it. But you shouldn't be. You're giving him free press. This guy's a beast. That's true. He is a beast. He is a beast. I don't know who's listening to this. Buying usually. Right, but usually when you're selling apartments at that level or houses, you're in LA. There's a predetermined. Okay, you're gonna get X amount on the sale because you can't go around given, I guess, 3% on the buyer side and the seller side, because that would be 6% of 180 mil, which no seller or buyer of the apartment would be willing to pay, which I is don't know, interesting. Though. I think they might. Eh, I don't think so, dude, because if you went to your boy Ted Jones. Ted Jones. Yeah. and was like, all right, dude, this broker said he'd do it for 1%. We're not going to pay you 6%. How, what's the lowest you'll go? That's the thing, bro. Like When you get savagely rich, you could just be like, like Donald Trump. He hired... Uh, like 150 people to do the betting at, at his Trump hotel. Uh, this is my grandpa actually worked at this company mm. and it was like a million and a half dollar job. And he was like, ah, well, I can't pay you a million and a half dollars. We'll pay you 500,000. They're like, what? Like, that's not going to cover it. Well, you can either go to court with me and I'm going to drag it out, drag it yeah, out, yeah. or you take the 500 right now. That happens a lot. Sometimes in these vendors, it's tough. That happens a lot in commercial real estate. Uh Um, I can maybe see it happening in luxury sales. The thing is, though, I think, like, the way he sold this apartment was, like, he had bought an apartment in this building because he was pretty successful. Yeah. And he just marketed the shit out of it. And he was, like, the best person to sell in that building. So it's the guy that was selling that apartment. He was the developer of the building. No, no. He uh, a resale, I think. It was, like, this, like, CEO of some big bank. resale? Yeah. And then he... He was like one friendly with the guys slash best person to sell in this building. Yeah. So like they might have at least on the seller's side paid him 
like three and then the maybe. buyer was yeah. uh out of country like a oh, foreigner. Yeah, like so he so like anyway. he actually might have held the cards in this particular like, damn, deal yeah, yeah. dude there's a chance i don't know i don't know anything about yeah, it right, but there's right. a chance nyc yeah. real estate man is fascinating it's very interesting i feel like every it's funny it's i'm sure it's just because this is the things where these are the things we're in but like i feel like every conversation you overhear is about real estate or nowadays dude comedy Oh yeah, comedy's huge in New You're York. Right. I was it's watching. Like, you ever watch? You watch Breakpoint on Netflix. You know what I'm talking about the tennis documentary behind the scenes, or you know how they're doing one for F1. They did one for golf. Do you have? Okay. Ne- you watch Netflix at all? Uh, I haven't, but yeah. Uh, but one of this this girl who retired Serena Williams last year, Isla Talmjanovic, at the U.S. Open third round. She was like, we are going to comedy cellar this time for sure. And I was like, what? <laughs> She's named out the cellar? That's amazing. Which is like big for just random tennis people. Yeah, but dude, comedy's getting so hot. The it's, hell? Like, it's like insane. Except sometimes, you know, we'll have shows for not that many people. But yeah, it, it well, is super freaking hot. There's so many shows now that you could go to a show and see three people in the audience. You could go a block up. You'll see a show with five people in the audience. You go block up. You see one with 20, 50. Like, it's just like, there's literally like hundreds of shows a day. It's like an unfathomable amount of comedy. It's a beautiful thing about New York. I was just in LA and there's only so many given shows in a night and you I can know. only do so many given shows do in one. a night. Yeah, really? Because to get to the other. Bro, I did a show in North Hollywood and this happened in instance when I went to LA previously where you have to pass by the Hollywood Bowl, surrounded by hills on both sides. Mm-hmm. So when they had a huge concert at the Hollywood Bowl, they have uh, a traffic light that there's a guy controlling. So no joke, we sat at a red light for 10 minutes, Whoa. just waiting for all this traffic to go by. And then <laughs> the was... navigation is like, oh, you're 22 minutes away. And then just each minute is ticking by. It's That's just 23, brutal. 24, 25. So it's like, you can't even get around with MapQuest. But New York, bro, the subways are... Pretty reliable. I don't know about you today, but for the most part, very That's reliable. True. Well, I will say this with New York. There's just so many routes. You could bike. You could cab. You could subway. <laughs> like, I got the city. I have, like, five means of getting around. Let's hear them. You know? Well, I have my own car. Yeah. I have, you could take a cab, subway, and then I have city bike. So it's like I could really, like, almost, all, especially once it's warm, I'm almost, like, exclusively a city bike guy. Which I should have done today, but I was too hungover to bike. Yeah, I'm so sure. Like, Especially in the subway. heat, dude. Yeah, Coming yeah. here sweating. Yeah. What do you think the easiest way to get around New York is? Bike. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it's a little treacherous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was riding the electric city bike for like a month and a half. Mm. And then eventually I was just like, I like to walk anyway. It doesn't cut so much time. And it's it sneaks up on you, the price sometimes. Like I'll okay, go half yeah. a mile and be 10 Ten dollars hairs. Oh well, do you have a membership? Sometime. Oh no, if you have the membership. It's actually pretty cheap. Really? Yeah. And yeah. it costs you can. It's unlimited miles just per month for the. What do you call them? I want electrics. Do, yeah, but I want to use the electrics. for those. It's, so it's free, and then for the electrics, it charges like a meter, but it's pretty cheap. Like I'll go from East Village to Upper West Side. It's like three dollars. So you're a big biker. That's a trip and a half. Uh, but it's only electric. I mean, it's like not bad. <laughs> but dude, so it yeah, kind of fast. I've done. I've done. Eastville Comedy Club, yeah, like by Barclay Center, yeah, to the Upper West Side on the electric. So you go over the bridge, yeah. The bridge is the best. Yeah, they have like a good enough path. Some of them are a little scary, but they're like, dude, these things zip. You feel like it's fun, dude, and you get a nice breeze on a hot day. You're making it sound good. I I highly recommend. Yeah, between spots, it's like best between spots. Uh Sometimes you like got a long journey home, you don't really want to do it, but like if you're going from like. East Village to, like, Gramercy to West Vill- Like, it is the city bike is the perfect little way to get around. Because the heat on the subway will really get you. I don't yeah. understand sometimes where it legitimately feels like 100 degrees down there. It just captures the heat. Well, Union Square 456 platform, I think it was clocked at, like, the hottest <laughs> platform. And it was, like, 106 or something like that. For and real? it's humid. Dude. When was that? This was like two, three years. No, this is probably the year before COVID that I saw the article, but I don't think it's changed. I'm pretty sure it's still the hottest. I think it's just because they have all of those tracks in that particular area, maybe. I don't know what those trains There's a fan there that just blows hot air. It's like not like helping. It just like makes it worse, I think. Yeah. But yeah, it was like 106. And then it's like humid also. So it's like... It's like it's not like a 106 in Texas. It's like a torture chamber. We have the Wi-Fi <laughs> down there, but no AC. Yeah, it's brutal. Which is interesting. I wonder when they're going to put Wi-Fi just everywhere. Why is Wi-Fi so valuable? You walk into a place, you're like, oh, what's the Wi-Fi in yeah. here? Shouldn't there just freaking be Wi-Fi like in space? Just shoot the Wi-Fi Isn't that down. What Elon Musk does? Am I crazy? 
What does he do? That Starlink thing or whatever. Mm. I think he does it in like other countries, but like where they can just have Wi-Fi what, everywhere. Well, yeah, it's like more like third world countries that don't have access to Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, they get he the does best like, Wi-Fi. He, they end up now getting the best, but I think he does something. <laughs> yeah, like what? I wonder how. Maybe it's not that good, but it gives you Wi-Fi everywhere. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Did you see these six people that are doing a Mars simulation for like 380 days? They went in a 1,700 square foot dome, and they're just going to be living in there for 380 days under Mars conditions. It's great. They just went in like two days ago. Dude. That's like Biodome. What's that? You've ever seen that well, movie? I've heard of, I've heard it's of it. It's with like uh, Pauly Shore and Brendan Fraser. It's about they just like live in this dome for like years or whatever. It's like an experiment. Yeah. It's literally Biodome. It's yeah. like the exact same thing. It's not Mars, but it's like would the you, exact same Would premise. you have gone? I've been asking people this. Would you have gone on that Titanic uh, journey in the submarine. The submarine? Yeah, for 250K. It depends how it was phrased. Okay, so they, <laughs> they've they been, before it imploded, they had been down there like 40 times, 40 different trips. I easily would have gone. If I was, you know, billionaire, 250K. I don't think I would. Really? I don't think I would go unless it was understood that me, we were not coming back. Group suicide. Then I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> you go to space, though? I would make the thing is I don't know I was, why space is I, more safe, dude. It I talked about any this, sense to me. I talked about this with my friend. Yeah, uh, we've talk, like I was like saying like, oh, I'm gonna go to space. I can't wait. Like whatever. And then he's like, dude, you have to like take a clonopin before you fly. Can you imagine the <laughs> amount of like Xanax you would need to You've get been to flying space? a lot recently though? You're not comfortable. No, no now I'm good. Now I'm yeah, good. I'll still do like the sleepy weed edible sometimes though uh-huh. to like, try to knock out. When do you take it though? Because you can't go through security with that. Or you I can. don't know if you do. You can. Well, but maybe, I don't think you legally can. What I usually do, especially one gummy, you're like, yeah. nothing's going to happen. Right. Unless you're like, maybe in like Texas or like someplace where it's like illegal. But yeah. in New York and like LA and stuff, you're fine. But I'll usually have like a gummy and like, a, I'll put everything else in like a check bag. And then, under the plane? Yeah, under the plane. And then I'll put like, maybe like a loose gummy, like in the little pocket. <laughs> and then I'll just say, right before I'm starting board. Or like, maybe even like as I'm going through security. You see what's happening at the airport, dude? It's all over my TikTok. They've canceled thousands of flights really? from New York to Chicago to Miami. Why? People are needing to go from New York to Mexico to connect in Chicago. Why? I don't know. It's the thunderstorms. And then apparently there's a conspiracy theory that there's like a Russian plane coming over that we were paying for and Putin's on it. That's, that's a conspiracy theory that some people are discussing on TikTok. And you know how deep people get on TikTok. Yeah, but yeah bro, there are thousands of flights that have been canceled randomly and they're saying it's because of bad weather but like my talk is just blown up like united is the worst american is yeah. the worst like okay which fucking airline am i supposed to fly frontier is the worst yeah dude i, I think delta people don't really talk shit about delta so much well it's just that you t- you go on delta and you're like delta kind of stinks whatever and then you go on other airlines and it's i uh, dude it's oh, almost every time i've gotten a non-delta flight it's been uh, there's been some sort of cancellation or delay that has fucked stuff up like i've had to like rebook or whatever yeah and like you they still will like it it ends up like working out but it's like just mayhem apparently the issue is that there's not enough air traffic controllers at this particular time for july 4th oh but like couldn't they figure that out before i do the process of flying it feels so far behind like flying 25 years ago just was way more comfortable you had more leg room yeah, they weren't they're literally fat shaming everyone now like i can't even fit into a seat it's fucked up well the, there was a great meme where it was like flying in like the 1970s and it was a yeah. picture of like guys with like steak and lobster <laughs> yeah I think and they're I like i can't that. wait to see what we have in 30 years it's just like a little ass bag of sun chips yeah like, dude we've been demoted and then they had that what was it called the concordia jet or the one that flew to England in, I forget what it's called, but they flew to England in like three and a half hours mm. and it just became too expensive. That would have been something cool to keep around, but it was just like every seat needed to be 10 times more expensive because they were only able to put like 100 seats in there. Yeah. I'm I surprised honestly, it's still taking so so long to get to all these places. What are you saying? Well, just it seems like COVID really decimated. Like it was much better pre-COVID. Since COVID, it has not come back to normal. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's like yeah. the last thing to come back. Right. It's because, it, I mean, it's the most financially burdened industry, I would think, because if you, Probably, you take yeah. off, like, what was it, bro? Three months, there were, like, no flights allowed, uh-huh. and the amount of money that they were just running through and running through, and it's all those airlines, and they need to go to this state, that state. Yeah. Yeah, they got fucking hosed. Yeah, Because it, it, it's like... 
Yeah, it's brutal, dude. There's like no good option. I mean, Delta's the best, and if you get, like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> I'm starting to, I'm starting to think Delta paid you for this. Yeah, I'm. This is an. Ad for Delta. <laughs> yes, an ad. Well, I'm a Delta loyal guy. Yeah. Oh but yeah, you you were saying that, dude. You were telling me that the other night. Guy, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, but it, it outside, it's still not good. Though. It's still bad. You know, so it's like there's no good option. Really. We're still seeing restaurants and stores in the city struggle and it seems like now you're starting to see where the release uh, where the lease was probably going to be renewed people are just just deciding not to renew the lease and the rent is too damn high in terms of store rentals you know people always complain about apartment rentals but that's a whole nother story i actually think the city's kind of buzzing though how do you mean outside of people complaining about rent well yeah like that all sucks but i do feel like uh just like i feel like Post-COVID, it was like, oh, New York's back, quote-unquote, and it kind of was, but, like, you could walk around at 2 a.m. and it's still kind of dead. Yeah. Past couple, like, months, that's, like, it's kind of back to, like, you could go out on a Monday at 2 a.m. Yeah, it's still crazy. packed bar. I think it one of the most becoming, packed areas is probably that McDougal kind of area. It's insane. You know? Dude, dude 4 a.m. Uh, like, literally, you could stay out all night in yeah. that area and there's people out. It's ha- wild. Have you done any of those spots at, like, 12 a.m. on a Sunday? I've done the midnight pair. Yeah, yeah, I haven't done that yet. And then I leave at 2 a.m. and I'm <laughs> like, ridiculous. I'm like, it's going to be, I'm going to get stabbed. There's going to be yeah, no one yeah. out. And then there's literally the packed Everyone's streets. eating corn dogs and, it's like and shit. 12 p.m. I mean, a midnight show on a Wednesday. Dope. Talk about alternate side parking for those listening and watching who don't know about it in New York City. Is it really as difficult as it sounds? It's <laughs> or is it easy? Well, it's it depends way are, more I'm difficult. Sure. Way more difficult if you have a real like nine to five. For a night person, yes. you know, or a comedian, it's mm. not the worst. The only thing is you have to commit time to like sit in your car uh, during those because you don't have to move your car. You just you could either. You only have to move your car if you can't sit in your car for the 90-minute period. So what I'll do is I'll just sit in my car, listen to a podcast, maybe even write. And then sometimes the street cleaner comes. You just got to move out of the way, go back into the spot. Um, but it sucks with, like, plans. Like, you know, like doing the podcast. Like, oh, okay, I got to – well, I'm not free till 1230 because I got to sit in my car. The idea of the street cleaner is fascinating. Well, it doesn't know. do one. Yeah, like, why it haven't they – It just spreads it. <laughs> <laughs> Why haven't they figured out a better way for that, dude? Flying and fucking street cleaning. Yeah, man. the street cleaning. There, a lot of the, yeah, we could up- upgrade our vehicles. I feel like if robots are being built, let's get some better planes and better street cleaners. I've better- also thought about, you know, when seeing a raging fire. Like, wouldn't it be easier if there were just 10 drones that went up yeah. with, a, with a hose with attached to it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, instead of having guys, like, potentially die and go into the buildings. Well, I know they're unionized, so that would never happen, but it just seems like that would be a way better solution to put out fires. Yeah. And then ambulances, too? And maybe just, what, you have a drone, and then you just have a something hanging, and then you just put the person <laughs> in the drone, and well, then they just fly the ambulance. Well, ambulances could fly, be sick, so that we didn't have to hear the they goddamn should, siren. Bro. And Sounds even being, brutal. dude, even being New Yorkers, man, or I don't know about you, I still am covering my freaking ears. 100%. It's no joke. Well, I think it's worse here than anywhere because there's like, you know, it's city traffic and Sometimes then they just get really stuck. Bad. Sometimes they just get stuck and so they keep it running. Yeah. I'm like, dude, turn it off for a second, get out and knock on someone's window. Like, yeah. Get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> it's crazy. Insane, man. Yeah. Subway, freaking all the all the means of transportation. I feel like by this point in time, we should have figured out how to teleport in some I some fashion or another. How many years? I think in fifteen twenty. No, that seems too ten to fifteen. Ten to fifteen, we're gonna be able to snap and go somewhere. I don't know about snap. Yeah, but I well, think there'll be a way. Yeah, and it seems like things are gonna start to move a lot faster with this Chat GPT. That's you ever use it? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't really used it at all. I'll say this, though. It kind of sucks. Yeah. It's good for certain things. It's too professional, I think. It's too prof- It's good for, like, I want to know about this thing. Instead of Googling, I'll chat GPT because it gives you, you could, like, ask questions about, you know, like. Oh, it's like Ask Jeeves. You remember that? So, well, I don't know how Ask Jeeves worked. How did Ask Jeeves work? It was basically like Google, but you'd ask Jeeves a question. So, it's kind of like Siri. Oh, actually. got it. So, yeah, it's, it's like Siri, but it's a little better, maybe, in terms of, like, the responses it gives. And it'll, like, bullet point stuff for you. And then you can be like, what about this? And then it'll, like, you know, you kind of have more of a dialogue with what you're trying to figure out. So it's really good in that sense. But there's, like, this tool where it's, like, called, like, the code interpreter. But basically, you can just read documents. So I was trying to make, like, these Excel sheets to, like, keep track of stuff. And I was, and, like, what it's supposed to do is be able to, like, create these spreadsheets for you. 
And just every time it, it's like error, error, error. And it's like, in theory, what you're saying this can do is good, but it kind of never works. So it also yeah. sucks. Or yeah, at you know? the moment. Yeah, at the moment. I don't know if it's going to, I don't know. I mean, people are saying that it's going to take over, take people's jobs. I don't it'll know, take man. some jobs. Yeah, it'll take some. Like, I don't know if it'll take as ones. many as And also, think. man, like when I go to the grocery store now, it's self-checkout. So I feel like I added a fucking job. Now, now I know how to scan groceries. Yes. <laughs> That's our job now. Yeah. Self-checkout. They have to keep the two options. With the go to the register or the self-checkout? Yes. I think Whole Foods does that, though, right? I think they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's just because, like, yeah, self-checkout's great if you're, like, grabbing a juice. You just yeah. shouldn't have to, like, wait for these, like, old ladies. But yeah, when you true. have a ton of shit, it's like, I want someone bagging this. I don't want to do this. I wonder if there's a union for those Whole food workers. There probably is, I think. And then there's a union for the things that are slowing us down, it seems like. Yeah. Unions are kind of... It'd be cool to be part of a union, though. Yeah, that's true. Dude, I went on a date with this girl recently, and she's a nurse, and they have a nurses union, which I didn't really, really know. Yeah. Huh. But I can definitely understand that, because I imagine that hospitals would just overwork nurses. Like, yeah, nobody's business. Dude, nursing is kind of a wild job. Yeah. Like, you just Hours. see the wildest shit. Dude. And you just have to, like, go, and you have a fucked up... Like, how are you not... Men- oh, they all seem, like, maybe... Like, they seem very happy, like, good people. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you have to be mentally unwell in a way because you're getting like a fucked up sleep cycle. You work for these long stretches and see fucked up stuff. And then you just go about your day normally the next day. That seems a little crazy. It feels like that's kind of what a therapist does. What do you mean? Ish. Well, they see fucked up shit all day. Oh, and yeah, maybe yeah. they don't have a messed up sleeping cycle. But I think just experiencing trauma every day can be good. It's crazy. It's very admirable being a doctor, a nurse, or a psychologist. So, the most admirable. You're seeing a lot of trauma. Like yeah. us being comedians, we just like speak about the trauma. Yeah, we, I mean? we complain way more than nurses, and we yeah. see not we see nothing but sometimes a face that's not laughing. Yeah, that's like the hard. That's the worst <laughs> thing to say. Yeah, especially being in the city, dude. You've been on the road quite a bit. Where's been your favorite place? Any crazy stories from on the road? The people that you've met? Denver. Yeah, best place. I think comedy works, right? Comedy works. Because that's the best club, but also the... People say that, man. I haven't been out there. It was crazy. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, but also just Colorado's kind of sick in general. Like Red Rocks and hiking and I like all that stuff. Uh, so that's probably been up there. I like Nashville a lot. Nashville's pretty sick. Zany's also really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think most places. Honestly, Texas I thought I would not like and I really like it. Like Houston was well, like part, sick. Okay. Yeah. Nash, um, speaking of never really going to sleep or having shit going on all the time, Nashville is like that too, right? Uh, dude, Nashville is every time I see a picture of, of a it, wild place. People actually. are just on the balconies. There's hundreds of people, if not thousands, on that main strip. What's it called? Uh, Broadway. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Nashville's kind of crazy, actually. Like I, because I went just for comedy and like the f- the first two times, and it's like a little bit outside. The club's like outside of the city, yeah, so I didn't really like see removed, it. Right. But the last time I was there, I went for a bachelor party, and I was like, this is outrageous. It's like, dude, it's every night, and there's so many. It's almost like if every bar in New York City was in like one place. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then there's other areas you could go to, but they're just much more toned down. So, But like, it's the bars are like the size of like an entire building and they're packed to the gills. And then you go across the street, same thing. And then you go down next door, next door, same thing. And it's like, this is, there's millions of people out there. That's like European kind of vibe. Yeah. You know, it's kind of similar to like sixth street in Austin. I don't know if you've ever been there. I haven't been similar to Mm -hmm. that though, too, but even more professionals. Yeah. Or like post-grads or even still in college sometimes. There was some young... It, the weird thing about Nashville, it's like yeah. bachelorette party land. Oh, no. Nice. So you'll meet girls, and you're like, this girl is like 14. <laughs> and she's like, I'm getting married. I'm like, how is that legal? This is crazy. Are a lot of your friends getting married these days? Are you on the so circuit? The, you're oh. on the, the circuit right now? Like the wedding, the wedding circuit? circuit? Yeah. yeah. Are you bringing a plus one or what? No. Yeah, dude. No girlfriend. Yeah. Well, also, that would just... That would, uh, that would uh, make the trip more expensive, too. Would make it more expensive. You know? I will say this, though. <laughs> I've gotten lucky at a wedding or two, but... I think wedding crashers gave us very a very false sense of weddings. You think so, dude? It's people were never single women. To do that? It's yeah. never well. It's like the single women that are there are definitely looking to like hook up. Yeah, 
but the chances that there's single women there are so low. In Wedding Crashers, it's like these like models. You think yeah. that you go to a wedding and all yeah. of a sudden your friends know models that they never knew before, you know, but it's not that at all. It's uh, nothing but all couples. Everyone's having a romantic evening and like kissing and like we should do this one day and you're by yourself just on the edge of the dance floor. Do you hear LeBron's wedding had two uh, Wedding Crashers? Really? LeBron James, yeah. Successful? Yeah, well, he said at the or he had come out and said that he had two wedding crashers at, at his wedding so i don't know how successful they were uh, but imagine sinking into lebron's wedding well that crash. wedding will be like wedding crashers yeah and maybe that's the premise of what maybe yeah. that's what they're doing well that's true because if you remember the last wedding that they went to it ended up being like the senator and his senator's daughter so like that was the big time wedding to crash and that's why maybe there was so much talent Rachel i think McAdams that's what it is you have to go to the big time weddings yeah yeah, yeah i'm yeah, going to the these like small into. time ones yes yeah yeah Where's been the best wedding? So best wedding destination. I'm going. Well, to, I'm oh, going to Wyoming in September. Well, that, be that could be actually crash. sick, though. Yeah, yeah. That's one of those places Log that's like camp, could cabins. sneakily just have the most stunning wedding venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know sure, I mean? have some friends going too, so that'd be fun. Um, best. Well, you know what? It's almost all been in New York. I just went to like an awesome wedding in the Berkshires, which was where's that again? Massachusetts. Massachusetts, which the town is like. It's just like a small town. But the wedding was sick. Like, the venue was awesome. So that was really good. And then New Orleans. But, you know, that was a sick wedding. But also New Orleans is a sick city. Yeah. So those two have been I've good. heard they have a lot of sleepaway camps in the Berkshire. You ever go? You go to sleepaway camp? No. Did you? Uh, yeah, dude. Three and a half weeks. I hated it. I Just cried. Just three and a half weeks a year? Yeah, dude. I is cried Is that normal? So or much. is it all summer for a lot of Well, it's, it's typically either three and a half weeks or seven weeks. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of my friends like from college fall. did the seven week. Camp. Yeah, those are the kids who just love camp. I never, I love day camp, but I, I just needed to go home at night, bro. I just got too homesick. Yeah, I get that. I get that for sure. I loved sleeping in my own bed, dropping a deuce in my own toilet. Even nowadays, dude. When I was in LA before the spot, uh, I had been on the flight all day. I started hammering some cashews like three hours before the set. And then we stopped at a coffee place before. I went on stage and no joke, 10 minutes before I just like unleashed the fattest deuce I've taken in nice. freaking weeks. It's something about the cross country trip. I was just with one of my buddies. Yeah, what's up with that? Anytime I'm sitting for a long time, I just start getting crumbles in my stomach. What were you saying? Well, yesterday I was with my friend and he's, <laughs> he's literally just got back to New York from LA and yeah. he said the exact same thing. He's like, I just took the biggest dump. And I'm like, maybe it's a cross country thing because you're both saying it. Do you, <laughs> do you think maybe it's the altitude? It could be the altitude. I have no or, idea what it is. Like but you're I think all the way up there, something. your stomach kind of. Pops up a little bit, gets a little rumble. Maybe. Yeah, it's the I think it's a long time <laughs> where you can't shit because yeah. no one could shit in an airplane bathroom. Yeah. So it's just a long time that you're waiting. And then what do you do on flights nowadays? Uh, depend. I'll try to sleep, but movies. On your phone or on the thing? On the thing. They. I will say. It's gotten great. They kind of. That's the one place that airlines have improved. Yes, the movies. So you can get like movies that are like out now. Sometimes. That's that's actually very true. But now I'm spoiled to it. Now I just have maybe right. too many options. I wouldn't mind just like the direct TV being able to watch ESPN, watch ABC or whatever. Though. Right, but they have that, and then they also have all these movies. So I'm like, uh, I don't even know what to watch. I'll watch the airport map, the airplane yeah, map. Yeah, yeah, you know tracker. what I mean? Even though it moves so slow. Well, the, the yeah, some of them are actually better than the other because you can see it slowly go over. But when I was yes. flying JetBlue, it was like all the way out, and then you can kind of see it move like every ten minutes. It move like yeah. centimeter, if that. You know what I mean? No, for sure. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. But sometimes if you do those like two-hour flights, they go no screen. And I'm like, this is cur this is wild. They do you remember no when they were coming out with all these cars with the screens in the back, like the TV screen? Yes, you put yes. one behind the passenger like and minivans. one behind the driver? Yeah, it was yeah. insane. What happened to that? That was sick. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. That was sick. I was like begging my parents to get one of two younger sisters, too. Oh, nice. Yeah, they had like little DVD players. Yeah, well, I remember, yeah, I was watching Kangaroo Jack on them. Wow, remember that that's movie? a perfect Great back movie. of the car. <laughs> yeah, it's made for the back I, of the But car. I wonder what happened to it. I guess it would just like cost too much money to put in. Nobody really gave a shit. Yeah, I but have it no really idea. like vanished. It was around for yeah, what right. five years or something like that. That's a good point. I don't know what happened. How much TV are you watching these days? Uh, not that much, but a little bit. That's I, good. You know what I watched the other day? I guess there's a new season of Black Mirror. I was kind of oh, I love shit. Black Mirror. Are all of the episodes correlated? Because I know the first season wasn't, right? None of the seasons are, I don't think. Right, right, right. But so uh, yeah. each episode, they're, they're not correlated? Sometimes they'll like do callbacks, but there's okay. very rarely. Yeah. The episode's scary that you watch, dude. Some of the other ones are just freaking me out too much. There's some that are 
scary-ish, but there's more that are like disturbing. And then there's like a hand, you know <laughs> well, what I mean? That's scary to me. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. But it's not like scary, like I'm going to see shit at night. It's more yeah. just like, dude, I'm fucked up. Is that going to happen? You know, but like, it's not like, uh, you know, like you watch like a horror movie and you like are jumping when you see a shadow. Yeah. There's none of that. But there is some like, like oh, the, the phone is evil. My way. phone's listening to me. <laughs> you know, like some of that Classic. stuff. Like yeah. it's not. Yeah, exactly. It makes you a little more paranoid. But uh, then there's some that are just interesting and not not scary or disturbing. Really. They're Did you watch like, Jury Duty yet? No. What's that? Do you know what I'm talking about on no. Amazon? You no idea what I'm talking no about. Clue. This guy fills out a Craigslist ad about doing a documentary type in a jury duty setting. By the oh, way, yeah. holy fuck, I have jury duty. July 13th, I have to show up. They just send me a notice. How beat is that? So I just got out of jury duty, and then they sent me a notice because I moved, because I was Bronx, and now I'm... But I'm about to be like... I thought it was every no. seven years, though. Yeah, that's what I... I need to, like, send them something. But yeah. it's really... It sucks when they fuck up, because it puts oh, so much dude. work into you your... To, yeah, you have to be on the phone for six hours. Dude, it's like a whole day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like calling <laughs> it's, Delta. It's crazy. No offense to Delta, sorry, It's, 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 just, it's it literally like, oh, yeah. <laughs> It is like on the phone for... Hours on end. But anyway, the show Jury Duty, this kid signed up. Uh, he's like a, a guy around our age. And all the people in the actual Jury Duty situation are actors. And he's the only one who's not an actor. Mm-hmm. So they have all these people playing a fake case. And they're just documenting the whole thing. Like He thinks it's a documentary on being in the courtroom. Okay. But they're all just messing with him just a little bit. So like on the edge of it not being believable. Okay. And for two weeks he is sequestered, which means he's staying in a hotel, can't have his phone. So he's just dealing with all these actors for two weeks. He's being filmed and he doesn't know. And then dude, you have to watch it's on Amazon prime. Yeah. And then at the end, you know, figure it out and turns out he's the best guy ever. And this guy, James Martin, you ever hear of him? He's like a very famous actor, but you'd only recognize him by the face. He was like X-Man. He was in the notebook. He was the other guy. Uh, okay. Yeah, you'd recognize his face. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Uh, so he's like an insane actor in it. He like is a dick, but he's obviously just putting it on for the camera. Yeah, being yeah. super funny. You should watch that. Uh, I haven't. I don't watch so much TV, but when I like get attached to a series, like I'll definitely jump in. I never watched Succession. Did you watch that? Nah. Yeah. Apparently, apparently we gotta. This is what happened. Hand, I saw the first episode or two. Yeah, I think I saw the first like twenty minutes. Yeah, and then I stopped watching it. Yeah, and then my fr- my like roommate was on season three, and I caught some of it, and I'm like, this seems like they're at the exact same place. And Wait, he was in the show or he was watching it? No, no, he was just watching. Oh. It. I was like, this they haven't moved the needle at all. And uh-huh. he said, apparently it comes like full circle. But then I'm like, well, then I don't yeah, need don't to watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's also an hour long. Everyone episode, says it's like so enjoyable, episodes. but yeah. I don't know. You know what I did watch on the plane actually, and I wrote me in but now i don't have access to it uh yellowstone that was good oh yeah people are talking about that what's that on amazon i think it's on like paramount which is why it's like yeah dude there's there's so so many these days well this is what they do they give you 20 fucking services but then every one only has like one show but it's a must watch show right so then you have to get all of them yeah (laughs) Yeah, like netflix will have like one or two good shows at a time it's never like multiple options the documentaries, I think Netflix Facts. does the best job. I would maybe probably. agree. Except, you know what? Sneakily, uh, sometimes HBO throws a really good doc like or docu-series. That, that was a while ago. That was a while ago, but that was amazing. Real estate, well, real estate boys. I for, actually... For those of you who don't know what we're talking about. I also, I actually... What's it called? Uh, Like, I guess the grandchild of that guy? Or maybe even great, yeah. Um, like their company needed an apartment, and they, for whatever reason, they like had my info. I had met a couple people their at the company. Company needed an apartment. Like so, basically, their company needed an apartment. Like called me, like, can you help us find an apartment for someone? And what who it was was like the grandchild who was like a baby, uh, like nanny. So I was like with like this little bit prince, this baby prince. And with a the kid, nanny. With the nanny? And the nanny How looking the around apartment? the apartment. Not that much. Yeah. Like, the thing is, it could have been whatever. Yeah. But it was like, I mean, it's a lot to just pay for your nanny, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was like, yeah, like 2500 a month, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would have I would have said, if you said not that much, I would have thought like 5 k Well, this is also like maybe like seven or eight years oh, ago. Oh, so that in New York so prices now, now like, that's like 5K. No, no, no. It'd probably be like 4,200. You think 3,200-ish? 35. But so it, like a classic one bedroom in an elevator building. Yeah, it was like studios and one beds mostly. Yeah. And like, yeah, like nice buildings. But it was, uh, 
But, I mean, so it's like, yeah, it's not that much, but then if you think about it, it's like they're paying her, plus they're just giving her an apartment. So it is actually kind of a lot. I'm sure you saw a lot of crazy situations like that in real estate. Do you remember any deals that were tough to close? or I've had All of them. I mean, in commercial, it's but, like all of them. Right, but bad, like a yeah. dramatic situation. Well, there was We don't one, have the money! There was one that was not even dramatic because of the real estate necessarily, but um, I was like working to find this psychologist's office. Like I was working with a psychology group. Oh, they yeah. were opening an office. And they all wanted like Upper East Side on the ground floor type. Uh, this was like a cutting edge, like <laughs> young, like whatever. Yeah. So they wanted like fl- like sexy flat iron kind of like space. Uh, but the guy that I, on the other end, was this old Italian guy who was like very nice, but he was a, just the classic like old school New Yorker or whatever. And I'm supposed to like, deal is like pretty much done at this point and it's been taking a while, but we've all been behaving well and it's like about to be done um i'm supposed to go to portugal and london for two weeks with a group of my friends right before we leave i lost my passport so i was like fuck i can't go now it's it's the worst thing that ever happened and i was like am i about to just not go on this awesome trip that we planned for years and my friends are like helping me look as and then ubering to the airport lost it yeah and then but they're like still trying to help me coordinate so like this is actually a, a quick psa so like New York, I tried to get this. There's same-day passport offices. There's a handful throughout the country. In the city? So there's one in the city. Yeah. I called them. They're like, it's going to be at least a week till we could get you in. Some fucking same day. So, exactly. <laughs> so then I, like, asked. I just, like, threw it out there. Like, does anyone know? And one of my friends said he went to one in Stamford, Connecticut. Tons of open appointments in Stamford. For whatever, you know, because it's like outside of the city. Was this the day before your flight, though? This is the day after my flight. So I rebooked a flight the next day, went to Stamford, same, same day passport, and got to Portugal. I only missed one day. Wow. Which was crazy. Impressive. So if you ever lose your passport, go to Stamford. Yeah, okay. Um, Noted, dude. But as I'm at the passport office, same day, literally about to like fly out to Portugal, it's like I had just got my passport and I get a voicemail. And this guy, I guess like it was the deal was supposed to be signed. My clients like weren't getting back to him. And He's like left me a voicemail that I've saved to this day, just telling me to like go fuck myself. He's gonna like who's the broker? The broker. He's like flipping out. It was like a two minute voicemail of him cursing me out, and then uh, I like am in the passport office, so I'm like I can't deal with this right now. Wait, but quickly, that the guy who was cursing you out was representing the space that was supposed to be signed. Oh, was the landlord or the broker? Landlord's broker. Okay. What the fuck? So he's like flipping out on me. And then he's like super Italian and intimidating. <laughs> I'm gonna break your fucking knees, it was scary. And then, uh, and then I get it. I'm like, I can't deal with this now. So then I, I get out of the passport office and I call him, and he's like, "Oh, it's all good. Sorry to bother you." I'm like, "This is the most Italian man ever. Sorry to bother me. You just told me you were gonna like kill me. What are you talking about? You think the mob's still around? Oh, us being yes. New Yorkers, you think so? But what are they doing these days, dude? In commercial real estate, I'm telling you, they're in food, yeah. a lot of food." And uh, obviously construction still and like waste management, meat all that stuff. Houses. And shit. Well, my friend used to be like meat a meat houses. What are they called? <laughs> meat packing. Well, meat. Yeah, I guess. Butchers. Yeah, butchers. There we go. That's a <laughs> way longer than it should be. I'm a vegan, so fuck y'all. That's on me too. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, my friend. He's like he used to be really high up in some grocery store, basically, because he was like what, like Christie's or some New uh, York Fairway. One? Oh, yeah, okay. but Dude, just, I order Instagram from there a lot. They're the best. Yeah, they're, they're always great. They're, and they're like uh, cheap, pretty good. He was like a finance guy, so I guess he worked for like the company that bought Fairway or something. Okay. That was his connection. But he said, not Fairway, but like all the distributors that you go to meet in like Hunts Point in the Bronx. He's like the amount of mafia in food is like, that's like where they are. It's like food or like restaurants. I, I dealt with a couple guys that owned a few restaurants, and I'm not sure if they were the mafia, but you're like, there's a good chance this guy's in the mafia. Also, what, like, dude, 75% of restaurants don't even make it past five years, too. So yeah. I imagine if they've so been they around a for a long yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, they've been a couple. They must be really good restaurateurs. My dad has worked in New York City real estate for 30-plus years. He said he hasn't encountered them. But but is he residential? Right, it's right, way right, more right. polished. But commercial, dude, I took one of these guys out. He owns, like, three restaurants. We get into a space. Broker cancels on us. He's like... We can't get into the door. Super Italian guy. Not that, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, it's locked. He, we have to reschedule. He shoots the lock. We have to reschedule. He says, I'm from Brooklyn. He takes out a credit card and he jimmied the door open. And we walk through the space. And he was a broker? No, he was just a regular guy that owned three restaurants. 
I'm like, this guy might be in the mob. He, it was too easy. He jimmied that door yeah. so easily. I was like, this guy could be in the mob. It's interesting because it's, I mean, it's so much different from back in the day. It seems like they had their hand in way more businesses. And you see John Gotti. Yeah, it's definitely not what it used to be. Right, right. It's, it's barely that. Yeah, so you yeah. see no John way. Gotti the third was in the ring with Floyd Mayweather and John Gotti the third just like him and his team like bombarded Floyd and his team is crazy because Floyd was teasing the shit out of Wait, him. Wait, over what? Uh, it was a boxing match, an exhibition match. But he, was, he wasn't fighting him. He was No, just Floyd talking. was just, a, bro, imagine it wasn't Floyd Mayweather, and I'm saying this. No, I'm pretty sure it was Floyd. Like, he was, like, teasing him. He's like, come on, son. Come on, yeah, dog. Yeah. And then, like, his whole team bugged out. I wouldn't really want to mess with the mob. Actually, my dad has a so. great mob story. Dad's a musician. We can call on him. Yeah. He's a, and him and all his friends are musicians. He grew up in Riverdale, too? He grew up in, like, the, the real, like, Arthur Avenue, near Arthur Avenue, like, uh, Clinton something. I don't so know. like 180s? Yeah, like 180s. Um, 180th Street. But but all his friends, musicians from like New York, like, um, and they had this one guy that like would get, like he kind of would sit in with them sometimes. And he said he was like an over-the-top like character. And he would get them these like insane gigs, like these massive weddings At or whatever. At the jazz club yeah, or whatever. They were all like, we had a sneaking suspicion because he was like vague about what he did. And like he got us into all these inc- crazy rooms. So he's like, we had a sneaking suspicion he might have been like somewhat connected in a weird way. And then there was that famous Sparks Steakhouse shooting. Who died in that? It was a Gotti hit, I think. I don't forget who, if it was a Gotti. Was that in uh, a movie? I'm sure it's been drama. Like, yeah, I'm sure it's been in movies before. Okay. But it was like a very famous like mafia hit. And they're just like listing all the indictments for it. And the guy that was in there. Oh, no way. Yeah, band. It was like one of the guys listed. And they're like, and then like, you know, obviously no one cares about my dad and his friends, but yeah. he said some of his friends are freaking out. They're like, they got our phones. Yeah, dude. Like being a musician back in that time, 60s, 70s, and 80s, like I wonder where Frank Sinatra probably went through. He's probably oh, boys with a ton of mafia people. 100%. He was not only boys. I think he was like almost the alpha, kind of. Like it was almost oh, like. He was like the big dog, like young thug. It's kind of. He's like, he's t- young kill thug. this guy, kill this guy. I don't know if he was. But it was <laughs> It was more like the mafia being like, nobody lays a hand on Frank. Yeah. You know what hey, I mean? Frankie. He had like immunity. Hey, Frankie. By the way, free young thug. What's so, what's the, I don't that. know much about him. What's yeah. The, well, he apparently like the past 11 years has been, you know, a, an upcoming rapper from 2012 to 2014 and was like head of the gang. And he has allegedly been telling a lot of people to do some sort of dirty deeds. And he's done it multiple times and talks about it in his raps, but just came out with a great new album. I'd recommend (laughs) listening to it from jail. Yeah. That's an interesting point. I, I believe that all, I mean, acoustics probably. Yeah. dude. (laughs) (laughs) All all the, all the songs are from studio. So I imagine it was like, cause he went to jail a year ago. I imagine he'd recorded all this, but then he was just kind of waiting to see if he got out. But Mm. flames, man. Flames. Wow. Yeah, dude. Well, Jake, dude, this has been an amazing episode. You're a freaking easy guy to talk to. Likewise. Before we get out of here, man, uh, we're going to pop up your Instagram and please let us know where your uh, dates are. I'm headlining two shows at Blend Comedy, Friday, Saturday, June, July 14, July 15. You're doing an hour? I'll probably like, I think it's headlining, quote unquote, but it's like 30 minutes. Beautiful, dude. So it'll be fun. Yeah. All right, great. Dude, follow this guy. He's freaking hilarious. And we'll see you next time. Thanks so much, Jake. Peace. Thanks for having me.